0: Find them online at explorehsv.com. They are Remax of Hot Springs Village at 1-800-364-9007 or online at explorehsv.com. Ike Eisenhower State Farm. Ike and his award-winning team have been serving the insurance needs of folks all around Hot Springs Village since 1998. Ike has qualified for State Farm's President's Club, Chairman Circle and Hot Springs Village Insurance Agent of the Year. Call Ike Eisenhower State Farm today at 501-984-4100. That's 501-984-4100. Find them online at IkeEisenhower.net. Call them today for all your insurance needs because, like a good neighbor, Ike Eisenhower State Farm is there.
1: Well, it's the day. This is the day I've wanted. This is the day that Chuck Miller shows up on the website and tells us what it's like to put two holes in one in the in a hole at Cortez. Tell me what on earth it's like.
2: Well, it's uh, amazing because I had had a hole in one in 1974, and then it was 40 plus years, whatever. I was playing in a church group. Uh, and a church scramble, and we got to the 12th hole at Magellan, and I hit an 8-iron and went, you know, like on TV, it went perfect. Took two bounces and went in a hole. Really? And then and then in an hour, maybe hour and a half later, I was on 17. Well, you, if you know 17, it's a downhill bar yep. three. Yep. So I hit the ball. Unfortunately, this time it wasn't what you call perfect. <laughs> I hit it on the heel of my club it never got more than a foot foot and a half off the ground it rolled down the hill and picked up speed because it's downhill it went over the little ledge kept rolling downhill rolled past the bunker onto the green and in the hole and I was playing Don Stokes who was one of the fellows that we were playing with he says it's going in the hole and I said you gotta be crazy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the thing went in the hole. And so I had two holes in one in about an hour and a half at Cortez.
1: On the same day. Same day. They, at the I, same I golf I was asking course.
2: about it with the people in the golf industry. And they came up with the fact that the odds of doing that, of having two holes in one day, much less on one nine, 69 million to one.
1: Did you go from there directly to Oakland or did you just buy some lottery tickets? There were
2: a lot of suggestions to do that, but I didn't. But the next time I was, had a chance to buy a lotto ticket, I, I did. And so I got zero.
1: (laughs) Well, you used all your luck at one time. You spent it all in
2: one place, Chuck. Yeah, it it was amazing. It was about 15 minutes of fame that lasted for a couple of weeks. I was on a, TV in Little Rock. I had friends that saw it. Uh, it was on all kinds of things. I got an uh, email from a buddy in Mexico of all places. He had heard about it someplace. Uh, it was fun. I got to do some interviews. Uh, <laughs> they had me. They had me ch- showing two of the reporters. <laughs> On TV, they had never seen a golf club, and I was supposed to show them how to play.
1: Or you? Well, no, you're well. You're serious. You're you're very serious. Oh yeah, I'm very serious. And they'd and never so, seen a golf club.
2: Uh, they had never seen a well. Maybe they'd seen it, but they had never tried to play. Let's certainly put it that
1: had, way. certainly hadn't and had so, one in their hands for any particular purpose. No, right?
2: and so I tried to show them. Well, one of them hit it about three feet, and the other one fell on the ground laughing. <laughs> But it was it was interesting that the, uh, Tom Heffer and Matt Lalorne here at uh, uh, the village with their golf. Uh, Tom's the the uh, director of golf, and I think Mike Sosha the assistant director, was there, and Matt, and they were watching the filming, and they were very helpful to me. Uh, you know, they guided me through, and they had uh, they had connections with the PR agency that was handling the village. And so I got a lot of press for something
1: that was unbelievable. It, it is. That is remarkable. And so you're trying to replicate that every Friday or how, how do you do that?
2: Well, when I came here, I didn't know a soul. I had been here uh, while I was doing a 2012 uh um, 50-week, 50-state driving golf tour of the U.S. I was playing golf in every state. I was on the radio every week nationwide. Fortunately, about 85% of all my expenses were comp because people wanted to hear on the radio about their place. Anyway, uh, so when I, I, I met or I talked with John Paul, who was the director of golf at the time, and he set me up to play four courses, and I did. And when I decided to move here, Uh, in December of 2012, I called John and I said, John, I'm here. I don't know a soul. How do I get to play all these nice courses? He said, take down this number. This number is for Joe Clem. Now, Joe Clem has been playing here since 2006. And evidently, when he came, he couldn't get into a group because everybody had their own groups. So Joe told me, he said, I started my own. Well, now we have as many as 40 guys that might play there's many 60 or 80 that are on the list and so he Joe fixed me up and I I in in one day I could play on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday and Sunday Holy and so I play hell. I play maybe a couple three times a week in the in the nice weather and I haven't been playing now because I played oh gosh 2 weeks ago I think at uh, Balboa yeah. In the, in the 40 degree weather in the wind at 20 miles an hour and gusts of 30. And I said, Nope, that's it. So don't think so. No, Yeah. but I love playing golf
1: here. I Apparently, love, what, let, let's back the tape, do the, do the backup noise. How did you become the traveling guy? How did you, what, what, what you woke up one morning and said, Hey, I got this great idea. I need to travel to all 50 states and play golf in every <laughs> one of them. Well, when I got out of college back in
2: 59 at San Jose State, I wanted to be a travel writer because I, I, I thought that would be great because I bummed around Europe after graduating from college. And I spent seven and a half months hitchhiking around Europe. And I thought, I really love to do this because I want to meet people. I want to understand their culture. So it was a goal of mine to do it. Now, you fast forward and when I'm playing golf, and uh, I went to Morocco oh, 50 years later with Billy Casper and group of golfers. Billy set up the uh, tournament with the King of Morocco. It's now been like 35 years ago. Billy, unfortunately, passed away here about four or five years ago. Yeah, But I made this connection with him, and I went to Morocco, and uh, because by at that time I had established myself as a travel writer. I have to tell you how it started. Please. I lived in San Diego and I wanted to be a travel writer. And but I realized that, that there was no way I was gonna make a living. So this is after I retired. And I I wrote or I saw this little ad in a throwaway paper in San Diego, the, the San Diego uh journalers, whatever it was. Right. Right. They're looking for a travel writer. So I called him, and I said, my name is Chuck Miller. I'm a travel writer, and I'm interested in writing articles for you. So I'm going to send you one. So they had an email address. I sent him an article about Catalina. I had visited and played golf at Catalina. Nothing happened. About three months later, I get this call, and he says, is this Mr. Miller? I said, yes, it is. This is so-and-so from the, this paper, da 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 And he says, we'd like to use your article. I said, that would be wonderful. I'd you know, happy to do it. He says, we don't pay much. I said, uh, well, what is your payment list? He said, well, we pay $50 for an article. Well, there was a pause. And I said, well, you know, uh, I'd like to be in your paper. I said, that's considerably less than what I usually am paid, but I'd like to do that for you. So he said, okay. And so they ran it well. As soon as I hung up the phone, I whipped over to Kinko's. You don't know Kinko's; it's mainly California. Kinko's coffee, yeah. and I got myself a business card because I had never been paid a dime. <laughs> so that's how it started. And through through things like that, um, I went one time to Del Mar. They were having a big uh, big travel show, and I yeah. asked people, "Do you know you have fam trips for?" Travel agents, do you ever do the same thing for travel writers? Ooh. And a lady, Susan Bajecchi, and I still remember her name, a wonderful lady, said, yes, this was in a Fiji booth. Long story short, she set me up for a trip for, I think it was 10 days to Fiji, all expenses paid. I wrote two stories. Two of them were on my website. And that's how it got started. So I realized coming back when I wanted to go, 50 states cuz Bob Casper and I talked on the plane to Morocco. I said, "Bob, you're on 50 weeks. There's 50 states. I'd like to do a 50 state golf odyssey with you." I had in mind Dennis to get funds to pay him for advertising for the show and also to help pay me. Well, it was the time when there was there was nothing going on in the country. It was just short of a recession, right? So I I called. I talked to golf clubs. I talked to to um, beer manufacturers. I talked to I talked to everybody I could, and the, they said, you know, I'm sorry, we're not interested. So I called back to Bob and I said, look, it. I can't get any funds. He said, well, Chuck, we like the concept. You know, you could be on every week. Right. Okay, you you do it, and we'll have you call every week from a different state. So I did that. I left my home on January 8th 2012 and I finished my 50th state my 141st golf course all comp fortunately oh, uh, in Hawaii I packed up my bags after I flew home the next day I left on December 8th of 2012 and December for 2012 I became December 12th 2012 I became a
1: resident of Hot Springs Village. Whoa, 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 whoa. So you travel 50 states. You yep. play 50 different golf courses. 141. 141. I didn't know if that was total cumulative or what, but so... That was during the 11 plus months I was on the road. Holy cow. But you chose Hot Springs Village. I got to hear that story.
2: I, I did because I wasn't looking to change. I was retired and I, you know, I was available to do whatever I wanted. And right. I, I was not really looking... For places, but when I came here, now you got to realize where I lived in California. There were palm trees and there were eucalyptus. Well, I saw all these beautiful trees. We live in a gorgeous forest. We do. There's eleven lakes. There's eight, nine golf courses. You know, I said, "Ooh, I like this place." So I decided to move here. I contacted Remax, talked to uh, their people, um, and. So I came back in, in November and found a place, moved back here in December. And and it was the people yeah. primarily. Everyone I met was upbeat. They were enthusiastic. And I think the reason is everybody here basically came from a different place because they wanted to come here. But when they came here, they didn't know anybody. Yeah. So everybody's open. And I, I just love the people. I have... I have friends when I talk about the village, they ask me, I said, "Uh, Chuck, are you in real estate? Are you trying to sell us something? I said, no, I just love Hot Springs Village. And I tell my buddies in California, I said, listen, you've lived in California for all your life or 30, 40 years anyway. You have a house that you bought for 30 grand sell the place for a million, million and a half, whatever it's worth, and come to Hot Springs Village with this big pot of money, buy whatever you want on a lake, on a golf course, in the forest, whatever you want, and still have this big pot of money
1: and then enjoy life like I'm doing. I had a a gentleman who had followed the show, and he sold his parents' house and his house, and they were only going to have about 1.1 million. And he he was at one. Well, I mean, what could they get? And I said, <laughs> my my comment was, which end of the lake do you want to own? That's um, right. <laughs> because you, know. you, you buy half-dozen houses for that price, you know. It, my, my, I'm sorry.
2: It, it's just a fabulous place. Uh, I've been very fortunate in my life, and I here. Um, I'm a member of Christ of the Hills United Methodist Church, and our our pastor who has since retired, Bubba Smith. And he's. Oh, yeah. I thought, well, that's a pretty appropriate name for a guy in the South. And it wasn't that. It was the fact that his siblings were all deaf. And so when he had put their hand on his throat, it came out Bubba. Uh, and so that's what he was is known by for years and years.
1: 50 or 60. I don't know. Well, I tell you, anyway. and, and, and and I know Bubba quite well, too. And okay. Bubba is a shining example of the fact that most people in the village are extroverts. And it can be annoying. I mean, it can be <laughs> annoying now. I love Bubba. You know, I'm teasing him. Yeah, I know. He's a sweeter. Well, he
2: gave a servant and he said, you know, God has a plan for you and you don't know what it is. Yeah. And I went to him afterwards and I said, Bubba, That was directed at me, wasn't it? He said, (laughs) well, partially. I said, because (laughs) how is a guy from California ever going to find Hot Springs Village, Arkansas? Yeah. And then how is he going to meet a beautiful, wonderful lady that I've married? And Myrna and I have been married nine years coming
1: in in March. And I came here to play golf. That was it. I want to tell you, Chuck, and I think you're like me. I meet beautiful, wonderful women all the time. Now, that doesn't mean they want to be with me, but I meet them every day. (laughs) Well. Probably dozens in my lifetime.
2: (laughs) Well, I have to tell you the story. When I came here, as I said, I didn't know anybody. Yeah. So how do you meet people? Well, I opened the Village Voice, and there's lots of clubs and organizations. So I said, oh, here's one, Mary Mixers. Now, Mary Mixers was a dance club. Yeah. So I like to dance. And I said, well, um, I'll call, see what it is. So I called and and the lady answered the phone and she was the president of the company, or of the dance club. And I say, look, I just want to meet people. Um, here's what I've been doing. I was at 50 weeks, da, 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 da. And I, do you have just men, single men and single women and couples that are there? She says, we have all that. I said, i just like to meet them. That's all I want to do, get to know people. So she says, take down this number. I said, why? She said, this lady, and she described Myrna, said she's a very lovely lady, da-da-da-da-da, loves to dance. And she just told me this week that if she met anybody that liked to dance, she would meet them because for a whole year since her husband had passed away, she said, I don't, no, 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 no. Yeah. So finally yeah. I, she said, okay, if he dances, I'll, I'll talk to him.
1: Can so, you dance, I called,
2: Chuck? <laughs> yeah, so I called and <laughs> so I didn't meet her for a couple of months cause she was out of town and it was Christmas, et cetera. Well, yeah. when I called her, she called Amy Maddox is the lady, and I tease Amy about this all the time. She called Amy and said, Amy, um, or Amy called her and said, "Uh, this fellow's going to call you. And Myrna said, well, tell me about him. Well, she said, I just talked to him. I don't know. I've never met him. And Myrna said, you've never met him, and you told him to call me? What is (laughs) it? Well, it worked out really wonderful. I I she's the love of my life and i'm very fortunate
1: well and part of that though chuck is the fact that there are a low given the population there's a low number of serial killers here in the village so (laughs) that worked out for you if you know what i mean well i have to tell you when myrna told her sister who lives in phoenix
2: area that she had met me and where i was from and all her sister had just seen a, a a horror movie where there was an axe murderer. So she said, Eastwood, California, you better look out. He might be an axe murderer.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Chuck, I realize we we can't fit this in one show. There's no way. We're going to have to come back around to you. I want to hear more of the or story of Origin too. How did you ever, and, and I don't want to, because we, we, literally, we need to make two shows out of this, but how did you, and and for those of you that are watching, I apologize. We've been looking at Chuck's webpage, which is the travelingguy.com.com, not the travel travel guy, the travelingguy.com. And if you just type that in, the traveling guy, it comes up and it's it's Chuck Miller and Charles Miller. And uh just absolutely fascinating, buddy. I let me let me give me a teaser for the next show. When did you start playing golf and why? And how did you develop such a love for it?
2: Uh, My dad uh, asked me when I was about 10 years old if I wanted to learn how to play golf. Hmm. And I said, sure, Daddy, I I really would. (laughs) He belonged to the San Diego Country Club, not because we had any money. But in those days, if you were a manager of the insurance office like he was, there there were perks. And he chose San Diego Country Club because he liked to play golf. So we went out there and I took a lesson. And uh, that's how I started playing golf. Something now, tells
1: he, me that, that playing golf at the San Diego Country Club could be expensive, is my theory.
2: Yes, yes. It is expensive. And he, you know, I don't know how much it was in those days, but whatever it was, he didn't have it. I'll tell you another know, no, story I mean, about it.
1: So, so you're saying a very modest means, but he was able to to get a perk that really mattered for him, right? Yeah, the perk, the perk took care of, I'm sure, the bill. Well, I bet it did. Well, and yeah. and obviously changed your life too. Oh, I, you, you talk about coming from California. I had a friend that came out one time, and I said, "You know, what do you think about Arkansas?" And her comment was, "It's so green." Yeah. <laughs> and to which I, th- I, you know, because I'm a, I'm a, as you said, most everybody else is from somewhere else. Yeah. I'm from about 22 miles down that way. I'm, I'm from right, and so is Diane. She's from about 45 minutes away. Um, and I remember thinking okay, it's green. What color is it supposed to be? Now, yeah. this is because I had never been to Southern California. And we went last fall. And I thought, that's why she wondered why it was so green. because it's what, right. I, I literally woke up. I was having dreams about brown landscape, brown <laughs> sidewalks, brown dirt, and, and frankly, people living on the side of the streets on the highways. And I remember thinking, something's not right. And I, Diane asked me what I thought about California. And I said, this is unsustainable like this.
2: <laughs> yeah, You know, I, one of the things, because I've traveled so much, I've been to 98 countries around the world. I've wow. been to all, all seven continents and, of course, all 50 states. Most of those were either on business or at a very inexpensive way to travel. But right. when I started that, once I bummed around Europe after college, um, but... California is so different than what we have here, and I always wanted to live in a, a, a on a golf course or on a lake. Well, we live on the cove of a lake, and eight golf nine golf courses are within fifteen minutes. Yes. It's
1: it's an amazing place. It, it really is. And, and just to address this one point, we're going to close out, and we'll come back in a few. Uh, the one point I do want to bring up, and I want to just say something to you about real quick: what does it cost here? versus costing anywhere else. Because Lord knows, you know what it costs to play golf everywhere else. <laughs> well, I was playing golf in California. I belong to a country club
2: out there. Um, but we would play other courses when the art course was closed. Right. And it you know, was 75 to 150 bucks. And this and that's is how long ago? 10 years ago. Whoa. Um, I have played Pebble. I've played it five times, I think. I don't know how much it is now, but the first time I played it, this tells you how long ago, I was really angry because some buddies asked me if I wanted to play Pebble. They had an opening. I said, sure. We went down there, and they had just raised the price from $25 to $50. <laughs> I think now it's $550, 600
1: plus a caddy. Around. Uh, around, yeah. For 18 holes. Yep. My goodness. Chuck, I, I literally... That's I right, would think the average
2: cost probably of just uh public courses is probably at least 75 to 150 really now. yeah really I well, mean you can get deals but I yeah, mean sure I pay, I cuz I'm, su- se- I'm a senior hello I'm a super senior and I pay 25 to 28 dollars around including really? the yeah You'll get there someday. You're pretty young but now.
1: But no, you you know, as as a friend of mine said, uh, you know, the only thing bad about turning a hundred is not turning a hundred. If you get <laughs> my drift. <laughs> That's right. Right, Chuck. Yeah, no. For Hot Springs Village Inside Out. I'm Dennis Simpson. He's Chuck Miller. Hopefully, we can see him next time, and we yes. will talk to Thanks, you soon. Thanks, Dennis. Thanks, Take Chuck. Care. See you, buddy.
0: Thanks for watching and listening to Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a weekly podcast starring Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at hot